Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Baby Sal Capaccio. Oh, babe. oh, okay, here we go. Sorry, Baby I was asleep. I was just telling you, sorry for the... No, it's okay. We can even keep this part in. We, we're not going to edit it. We're going to say Matt was going to bring the baby on the show. The baby yeah, was I was going to bring the baby on the show. I was going to set her right next to me for the oh. last segment, and now she fell back asleep. So well, that's, I'm not gonna... that, Good for you. Good for her. Yep. But I think that maybe on the next show we should have baby appearance. Ne- how about a win? So next time they win, <laughs> we'll bring the baby on the show. There you go. Next time we win. Never wake a <laughs> sleeping baby, right? So I'm not going to be the guy that does that. That's right. Okay. Um, Bucks are are an interesting team. They're going through a transition at quarterback. They had a big, you know, competition. It's Baker Mayfield. You know, we're talking about what the Bills' bar should be, what the Bills should be able to do. I'm looking at their defense right now. They're actually top ten generally, right around there, um, stopping the run. There are opportunities to throw on this team. They've given up 246 yards passing a game, 6.7 yards per play. Uh, those aren't great numbers. I think the Bills have an opportunity to be able to do that. Uh, they aren't really getting to the quarterback all that much. I spoke with uh, my buddy TJ Reeves, who's the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who said, really, though, the defense has pretty much held up. They're very good in the red zone. They don't allow you a lot of points. You move the ball a little bit, but it's really their offense that has struggled more uh, here. So this is an interesting game for the Buffalo Bills. A, if they can get touchdowns because the Bucks defense has been good once they buckle down, and B, obviously to turn that defense back around to say, hey, Look, I get it. Like you're dealing with all these injuries, but you can't let this offense get off the mat. Baker Mayfield is one of those quarterbacks that if you can get him to not hit his first read, you're able to make him make mistakes. So that's what you're going to need to do. He's got two really good weapons, obviously, and Mike Evans and with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin and Baker Mayfield were both on the injury report for their Monday walkthrough that they did, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be anything that's going to impact this game. So we shall see on that. And then after that, Chase Edmonds coming off the injured reserve. So you might probably see him a little bit mixed in because the running backs that they've had, like I think White only averaged, let me look it up. He had 2.6 yards of carry against the Falcons the other day. So it's not like you're getting a ton out of that. So I don't know if their running backs pose a huge threat, but obviously Mike Evans and Chris Godwin do. So those are primary concern one and two. And then offensively for the Bills, it's like what you were just saying. They don't give up a ton of points. The Bills, when they get into scoring positions, need to convert. Not missed field goals, not settling for field goals when you're close to the red zone. Like you just have to score points because I do think even though they only scored 13 against the Falcons last week, I don't know. I think you need to be able to probably like, what's the number? I always like to ask this question to you. What's the number you would feel confident in? The bills are going to get the win if they score this many points. I'd say like 20, 27. See, again, I, I mean, I guess I'd be confident, I think, in that. But you, know, you got to hold them to – like this offense averages 17 points a game. I mean, they just played a, a Patriots team that just stinks average on offense. Tw- and average they, 12 a game. <laughs> I know, right? But that's my point. Like, I mean, I don't know how high you can just accept. I guess part of the issue is here, there's one thing to say, and I don't disagree, Matt. Like, you can't expect – like, this defense, they're up against it. 
but what 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 are we allowed to accept and say? Oh yeah, well they're not going to be as good, but it's okay. They're going to give up twenty six a game. Like that's too much to me. Still, no, that's even way with too the much. injuries, way too much. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's that. on Sean. That's on Sean. You got to figure out what you're going to do. They did it a couple weeks ago. I mean, they only gave up nine points. It yeah. was to Tyrod Taylor and the Giants. But what's funny is that offense might be more is probably more dynamic than the Patriots is, and they scored twenty nine. <laughs> So it's a, it's a weird. Those are great in the red zone that night. You know, over five is what the Giants were. And they'd have to be great yeah. in the red zone here again. So the Buccaneers averaged 17 on both sides of the ball. So the good news is their offense is only averaging 17. They can't run the ball. As you just pointed out, they're averaging less than four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. The bad news is teams are only scoring 17 points against them. So the Bills offense here needs to get it in gear, as you point out. Uh, this is one of those games. Just go score points. You, you can. And this is the other thing, too. Because I think when they start slow, they get in their own heads yeah. and then they try mm-hmm. and be a little bit too perfect. Just, r- just come out of the gate ripping it. And I don't know if they will. They probably won't. But throw it on first down, throw it on second down, throw it on third down. I don't care if you got to target digs every single play. Just do what you got to do to move the ball. It was a conversation a couple weeks ago. Are they targeting digs too much? What the heck are we talking about? He is <laughs> so good and so far their best weapon. It's not even close. There's no such thing as targeting him too much. When they need a play, he usually makes it. If I give you a stat here, just looking this up because of the, uh, the, the heavy, the more usage I think we're expecting um, from Dalton Kincaid. So targets on the year, catch percentage, Dalton Kincaid has been targeted 27 times. He has yeah. 25 catches, which That's is, be- listen, it is second in the entire NFL amongst qualifying guys who've been targeted with enough targets. As far as his catch percentage, number one is actually the running back on the other side of the field this week, Rashad White. That's it. Rashad White, number one, Dalton Kincaid, <laughs> number two, as far as catch percentage in the league. Like I would like this to be a, you know, we took the Dalton Kincaid game. Like, I want to see this happen. I want, I'm, I'm excited to see him get more integrated into this offense. So, yes, I agree with you. Keep targeting Stephon Diggs. He's number two behind only Puku Nakua as far as targets in the league, and that should continue uh-huh. to happen. But I think Dalton Kincaid needs to be the number two targeted guy on this team right now. There is a little bit of an element to that, though, that his depth of target is, like, non-existent. Dalton Kincaid's routes are all super close to the line of scrimmage, and I want to see that change. I, I want to see more of a Sam Laporta-type deal than I want to see of how they read Dalton Kincaid. So, honestly, that number, if it changes, might be a good thing. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't catch as many of the targets as he has up to this point, but when he does, they're that much more dynamic. I'm not saying, okay, all of a sudden just send him down the field every single play because he does have the skill set where it, it is something interesting that on fourth and two at the end of the game when they needed to get a first down, they threw it to Dalton Kincaid, and he was able to get the first down. So I think they have trust in him, and I think they know he can succeed in those short yardage situations. But let's also see him used in the intermediate passing game and maybe even stretching the field a little bit just to keep defenses on their toes and keep them honest a little bit. I wonder, I'm looking at the, the Chase Edmonds thing. Are they expecting him to play? They activated him I, to I, the... That does, I, I don't know. I'm just saying they took him a off short, IR. That's, it is, yeah. No, no, it's a, it's a good point because, I mean, they need something to help out that run game a little bit. Uh, by the way, for... Anybody or Syracuse listener, Sean Tucker, uh, running back on the um, on the Buccaneers as well, and you know I know he had a great you know outstanding career at Syracuse. He'll be coming to town, but he haven't really given him the ball. He doesn't play that much, uh, but I do wonder if Chase Edmonds will play. Uh, and just a short turnaround. It's um, they got to travel up here on Wednesday. It's going to be interesting. Maybe that's a guy though that they want to infuse. He's got some speed, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be something for the Bills to deal with. 
Um, the Bills have to be able to stop the run and force the Buccaneers to become more one-dimensional. And then you can do what you said, like, you know, against Baker Mayfield and, you know, get after him a little bit. I think that would be more of the key here to be able to do. Do not let the Buccaneers get off the mat, as I said earlier, running the ball especially. They cannot run the ball right now. Yeah, and I also think there's something to be said about this game being at home. You you need yeah. this game to be at home. You need this game to be a win, and you got to make sure that you jump out of the gate early, and you got to make sure that the Bucks cannot get comfortable moving the ball early. I think that sets the tone a lot. The Patriots were able to score points and move the ball early, and I think that led to them getting some extra confidence and kind of just having some success throughout the game. And the Bills, obviously, you know, it also lets you kind of play the game that you want to dictate, right? Like the Patriots, once they got the lead, were able to throw a ton of short passes and a ton of intermediate passes and just wait for the Bills to make a mistake. And they did with their missed tackles. And it ultimately ended up costing them for the Bucks, even though they can't really run the ball. I don't know if that's a team that you want to be playing catch up on because they do still have some really nice wide receivers. You should be able to stop them like you said, 17 points a game. But with the Bills' corners that they have, I don't love those matchups for Christian Benford and Dane Jackson. That's a mismatch for the Bills. So you really need your line to get after it, and you really need a big game from Ed Oliver if he's going to play because it was very clear, even though Leonard Floyd and Greg Rousseau and A.J. Epinesa have all been really good this year, it was very clear against the Patriots how much they need an interior pass rush to ultimately go out there and really be able to change a game and to be effective. Because without that, that line was a shell of itself against the Patriots, against Mac Jones. Matt, your network is carrying the game Thursday night. Tell everybody about it. Yeah, so if you don't have Amazon, you do not have to worry. The game will be on Channel 7 locally. So I'm sorry to my Rochester friends, to my Mm. Syracuse friends, to people who are listening out of town. That is only in the Buffalo TV market. So the way it works, that is if you're in Buffalo, the games that are aired on national networks have to also go on a local network so that everybody is able to watch the game. But that is only a rule in Buffalo. I do not know why that's not a rule in Rochester or Syracuse in the secondary markets. That's just the way it is. So if you live in Buffalo... Great. The game's on Channel 7. Coverage starts at 7 o'clock. I'm sorry if like you've heard me like coughing. Or, are you? Is everybody sick right now? Does it feel like I am so uh, sick? I'm not sick right now. I lost my voice last week. The only reason I coughed a little earlier, I'm drinking some coffee, so it might be going down the wrong pipe. But, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not. Thank goodness. I'm going to knock on wood here. I'm not sick right now. My wife actually got a little bit sicker a little like last week. Oh my week. gosh. For the last couple of days, I feel like somebody's just like hit me with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Maybe it was the bill. Maybe it was watching the bills. Maybe that's what <laughs> ultimately put me over the edge. By the way, real quick uh, on the network thing, people ask all the time, well, how do I know if, if I get, if it's going to be in my house? Well, the simplest way to know is do you get Matt Bove on your TV? If you do, you're mm-hmm. going to get the game. If you don't, yeah. you're not. I mean, do you get WKBW wherever you live? That's really the way, the best way to put it, I guess. Yeah. If you live in the Buffalo TV market and your local news stations are WKBW, WIVB, and WGRZ, then you are in the Buffalo market. If right. you get WROC, WHAM, and WHEC, then you are in Rochester. So that would be how you know. It's pretty much, basically, it's like Batavia is the dividing line. Amazon, obviously, for the streaming platform, and WGR Sports Radio 550, the Buffalo yep. Bills Radio Network. I'll be on there with Eric Wood and, of course, Chris Brown calling the play-by-play. All right, thank you very much to Mike Robier for producing and uh, helping us out here on a very quick turnaround for us, too, on the Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast. You can always listen wherever you uh, can, wherever your pod, I should say, iTunes, Spotify, and watch 
on the South Sports YouTube page. All right. Can you well, hear this? Can you hear this? She's up. <laughs> She's awake. She needs me now. I love it. So Perfect time. Good time. All right. All right, baby. All right. Go, go be with the baby. Go do the dad thing. We'll talk to you next time. It's always game day in Buffalo, everybody.